Welcome to the 24-Minute Bible Podcast, where each week our goal is to simply get a better understanding of God's Word, the Bible. We hope you will get reading this amazing book and join us on this exciting journey. And now, here's your host, Pastor Mark Miner. Well, hello. Hope you're having a great day. My name is Mark Miner. I'm your tour guide on this podcast called the 24-Minute Bible Podcast, a simple book-by-book journey through the Scripture. Thank you for loaning me some time, and I'm going to make a commitment to you that it's going to be profitable as we seek together to understand how the Bible fits together, how it makes sense, and how it can be applied to our life. And so today we're looking at the book of Proverbs as we're making our way in this year, 2022, through the entire Bible. This is podcast number 82. You can look back at some of the others if uh, you're interested as we uh, seek to just, again, put the Bible together in a chronological and a way that just makes sense to our, our minds and our hearts. And I'm a simple person. I don't know about you, but I need pictures. I need graphs. I need it explained to me really well and in simple terms. So that's where we're going today. And uh, today we're looking at the book of Proverbs, as I mentioned. And we're going to start, rather than at the book of Proverbs, we're going to start in the book of First Kings, chapter 3, because that's where the book of Proverbs begins, because it begins with the calling of Solomon. I'm sure you know some things about Solomon, the richest man that ever lived, according to the Bible, but also the wisest man that ever lived. And Solomon had just become king. His father David uh, was dead, and the crown was now firmly ensconced upon the head of Solomon. Solomon goes to a town called Gibeah, a hill actually, and he prostrates himself before the Lord. He humbles himself. He provides sacrifices. God shows up in sort of a genie out of the bottle type experience, if you will. But God shows up and asks uh, Solomon a question. And this was the question, what do you want of me? That's why I said it was kind of a genie out of the bottle type of thing. So, uh, Solomon uh, could have said anything. He could have said for, asked for wealth. He could have asked for vengeance on his, on his enemies. But instead, he realized he was a young man. He didn't feel like he had the skills, the capabilities to lead this great nation of Israel as his father had for 40 years. And now Solomon was at the beginning of that reign. So Solomon asked God for wisdom to lead God's people well. My friends, nothing pleases God more than when you stand in the gap for other people to do God's bidding and to bless them. Well, it blessed God that Solomon said that. And so God said to Solomon, I'm going to give you wisdom. You're going to be the wisest man that ever lived. Oh, and by the way, because you ask rightly, wisely, I'm going to give you wealth as well and fame as well. And so all of those things became Solomon's, but it all started in 1 Kings chapter 3 because he humbled himself before God. And he asked for the correct thing, which was wisdom to lead. Solomon had 40 years to uh, live and rule as the king of Israel. He did not do everything well, and we won't get into that right now so much with as far as the study of Solomon. But one of the things that he did have opportunity as in his reign, in his 40 years of of kingship over Israel, a united kingdom still at this time, by the way, uh, King David, his dad, had fought all the battles, secured the land, and basically Solomon could sit back, enjoy the prosperity that came his way, 
But God also gave Solomon the ability to observe and analyze. He had the opportunity to do that in his 40-year reign as king. And really, that's where the book of Proverbs begins, because the book of Proverbs uh, is truly a book about human behavior. I have a master's degree in psychology. That doesn't really matter necessarily, but I do uh, because I want to do wise counseling when I talk to people. I want to at least have some background and understanding of how the soul, the mind, uh, our body works, how all those things, we as human beings, uh, how we behave, our motives. Solomon understood that or sought to understand that as well. And so each time as we come together I have for each book, I try to give you one topic, one word, one phrase that would sort of epitomize the book that we're looking at. Today we're looking at the book of Proverbs, and this is the key phrase that I would give you. Wise behaviors. Wise behaviors. For Solomon is using his observational powers and his analysis to give us understanding through the Holy Spirit as God writes to him and through him uh, to, ha- on, to know how to behave, how to live our life uh, in, a, in a fruitful way, in a healthy way, in a God-honoring way. And he does it through these sayings called Proverbs. One of my favorite Proverbs is Proverbs 6.6, 6, and it simply says this, Consider the ant, thou sluggard. Now, you may wonder why, but uh, I just enjoy saying that first. But secondly, there is where Solomon's at. Solomon had taken a lot of time to study the behaviors, not only of human beings, but of everything around him. Solomon had a stellar writing career well beyond the three books that he authored in the Bible, which were Proverbs, uh, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. But the Bible tells us in 1 Kings chapter 4, uh, these very words, as I read, he was wiser than anyone else. He spoke 3,000 Proverbs. By the way, the book of Proverbs contains 915. So uh, three times more than what we have, Solomon wrote. He also authored 1,005 songs. Don't know if any of them were hits or not or made the Billboard Top 40, but regardless, uh, Solomon wrote some songs, and that takes a skill set. Uh, it also says that he spoke about plant life, from the cedars of Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of the walls. He also spoke, and, and I believe wrote as well, about animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. So Solomon is observing all these things, and that's why he says, Consider the ant, thou sluggard. Uh, It has no overseer. It has no ruler. And yet it knows what to do because it's diligent. It does its work. It stores up the grain for winter because he knows it's coming. And so he uses these analogies, these animals and plants and, and just the observations of life. We'll get into a couple of those in more detail here in a minute. But he uses those that ability to observe and analyze to instruct us how to live our lives. Perhaps as important as those abilities, uh, we read something in Proverbs 4.3, and Solomon's becoming intimate in a way and maybe uh, thinking back to his life. Solomon was the only son of King David and Bathsheba, his mother. There was an earlier son that died, but Solomon was the only surviving son. Solomon's other name, as many times in the Bible, people have two or three different names. Uh, Solomon's other name was Jedidiah, which means loved of God. And he was loved of God, but he was also loved very much of his father. And so we read in Proverbs 4.3, Solomon writing these words, 
while I was a boy in my father's house, still tender, and the only son of my mother, he taught me and said, get wisdom. Now, who was his father? It was King David. So maybe you can get a picture in your mind of, of the little boy Solomon sitting on King David's lap and David as teaching this young man to get wisdom and inspiring him to have a heart, perhaps as David did, uh, to seek God with all his heart. So we know where Solomon got it as far as his desire to serve God and to explore the things around him, most importantly, wisdom. So we're going to be looking at the book of Proverbs today. As I mentioned, there are five books of wisdom, the book of Job, and I gave you a couple of weeks ago one word for Job, which is suffering. Job explores human suffering. Then we looked at Psalms, authored uh, mostly by King David. And I mentioned to you that if I had one word that would epitomize the book of Psalms, it would be emotions. Because there are the highs and lows, the anger and the joy, all of the full orb of our human existence uh, are, is written about in the 150 chapters of the book of Psalms. Today we're looking at Proverbs as we begin to explore the writings uh, through the Holy Spirit of King Solomon. So I hope that helps you to understand some things. So uh, get ready, O thou sluggard. Well, no, you're not, you're not a sluggard. You're listening. You're, you're diligent about uh, seeking God's word. And God's going to honor you for that. So thank you for loaning me these 24 minutes today. And we're going to get right into some key concepts concerning the book of Proverbs. Obviously, the 31 chapters of the book of Proverbs can't be covered. I just encourage you to read them. I, I like to read Psalms and Proverbs a little bit each day. Uh, it's just like vitamins for me. It, it helps me to understand things. I find that the Holy Spirit leads me and guides me to the right Psalm or the right Proverbs or the right chapter of Proverbs. Uh, and it's uncanny how much it helps me in my very day as I pray in, my, in the morning time to, uh, to know or to meet some of the situations that are coming my way. So I would encourage you to do that as well. We're going to look at some key concepts concerning the books, uh, the book of Proverbs. As I've already mentioned, uh, King Solomon was responsible for 29 chapters, we believe, of uh, the book of uh, Proverbs. Chapter 30, uh, and it has at the heading of it, the sayings of Augur, A-G-U-R. And then chapter 31, very famous actually, because that's what we hear at Mother's Day. A woman of uh, noble character, she is worth far more than rubies. Well, that, that was not written by Solomon. That was written by King Lemuel. We don't know exactly who King Lemuel was, but it is recorded in the Bible. And uh, that is the last chapter of the book of Proverbs. So the book of Proverbs, 950 uh, sayings to give us wisdom in sort of a, a short, important, uh, memorable way, which, which really brings me to the second point uh, of our discussion today, and that is what is a proverb. And it is indeed that from uh, the dictionary. It says a short, pithy saying in general use, stating a general truth or a piece of advice. So when you read through Proverbs, you're getting pieces of advice which leads us uh, really to understanding uh, some of the areas that Proverbs addresses. Uh, there are uh, 
a lot of behavioral areas that Proverbs addresses. I mentioned, I think, earlier that uh, in my studies, uh, really uh, in my life, I've spent a lot of time in counseling, a lot of time talking to people, a lot of time mediating uh, strife or, phys- or situations or difficulties. Uh, so I, I did seek the earthly wisdom of going to school and get a master's degree in, in educational psychology, and so that has helped me to understand human beings. But for all of the learning that I've had in in my degrees, uh, honestly, the Bible has been far, far away, more truthful, more instructional, more helpful to understand people and their motives. And the book of Proverbs is, uh, is the most prominent book in the Bible to help us understand not only others, but ourselves. The behavioral areas that the Bible addresses, for example, Uh, There's all kinds of family relationships, husbands and wives, fathers, mothers and children, uh, brothers, siblings, others that are around us but that are part of our family. So family relationships all through the chapters of Proverbs. There's a lot about raising children. I'm going to quote a few verses here in a minute that are popular Proverbs uh, that you would remember, and and a number of them deal with... uh, Uh, raising our kids and doing a good job there. The the book of Proverbs speaks about money and the wisdom of how to handle, not just how to give it, but how to save it and how to spend it, how to utilize this, uh, this gift, if you will, of the money that is provided to us. The Bible speaks in the book of Proverbs about sexuality, and I don't have time today to read Proverbs 5 and 6, but uh, I'm going to read some of Proverbs 7 here in just a minute. But it talks about wise behavior, and if it's particularly for men to be wise in our behaviors, and, and especially in our conduct uh, in the sexual area. It talks about respect, respecting one another, respecting property, respecting authority. It talks about government and how to relate to that. It talks about our speech. Much is said in the book of Proverbs about what to say and what not to say. Many Proverbs that are, are uh, a kind word, a gentle answer, turns away wrath. And, and many uh, words that are just practical, pithy, uh, nuggets, vitamins, if you will, that instruct our soul on how to behave wisely, how to live our life in a fruitful, productive, uh, and overcoming way. Also, it talks about, in the behavioral areas, the work ethic. Consider the ant, thou sluggard. That, that's talking about not being lazy. Being diligent, keeping uh, your focus. So much about the, that uh, area is, con- is contained in the book of Proverbs and, and much, much more. So I've just touched on a few. I mentioned a, a few of the popular Proverbs. Let me just share those before we go on to a, a couple of other areas here in our remaining minutes. Uh, there are some popular Proverbs, a lot of them that are, that are out there that either are quoted in the vernacular of our day, uh, just sort of said, not, maybe not knowing where they come from. Some of them have been changed a little bit and have just sort of morphed or transformed, but they still had their genesis, their beginning in the book of Proverbs. So here's one that's probably familiar with, to you, especially if you've been in church uh, for some time. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him 
and he will direct your paths. And that certainly was true of, of Solomon as he sought God early on in his kingship. Then there's this one, Proverbs 13, 34. Uh, he who spares the rod hates his son. You've probably heard spare the rod, spoil the child. Well, that's not exactly in the Bible, but that's where it comes from, the premises there. Uh, Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is older, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, of wisdom. Uh, one of my favorite, Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. And what we're doing actually right now as you're listening and we're interacting on this podcast uh, really relates to Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron. And so one man sharpens another. So as we interact, as we come together in, in Bible studies or discussion groups in a church, in whatever setting, and particularly when we focus in on the, this book called the Bible, uh, we're sharpening ourselves. And I, I promise you, as you work your way through the book of Proverbs, I'm just giving you the very cursory uh, points here, but take some time. And uh, spend some time looking at the book of Proverbs. God will use it to touch, to change your life, and to transform your thinking, most importantly, to give you wise behavior. Now, as we talk about Proverbs, we need to understand, and I've already alluded to it a little bit, that, that not all Proverbs uh, are, the, are created equal. Uh, some of the Proverbs that we have uh, weren't authored by the Holy Spirit, but by Ben Franklin or Asaph, or somebody. So there are a lot of Proverbs out there, and I just want to, to mention to you, to make a distinction between those included in the Bible that have the, thus saith the Lord, that are God-breathed. Those Proverbs are different than some of the others that are out there that might speak good truths, but they aren't necessarily the Word of God. For example, and, and the Proverbs can be very good, very positive. Um, here's a few of them that sometimes people don't realize uh, that they're not in the Bible because somebody else used them or created them. For example, two wrongs don't make a right. Or a friend in need is a friend indeed. Uh, perhaps uh, better safe than sorry. We've all heard some of these sayings. Or haste makes waste. Good proverbs. There's some wisdom there. But, but, but make sure that you understand that these aren't necessarily God's word. Now, the principles may be inherent therein, but they're not God's word. A couple of others. Actions speak louder than words. Simply, words. Simply, uh, a very, very certainly a biblical concept but not necessarily recorded. You won't find that anywhere in a verse in the Bible or in the, particularly the verse, a verse in Proverbs. Uh, money is the root of all evil. Well, that's close to a Bible verse. It's a good proverb, but the Bible actually says in, in the New Testament that love of money is the root of all evil. So uh, understand that the Proverbs that God has written for us through the book of Proverbs and, and other places in the Bible, when they find their way into God's Word, I think they have been not only supernaturally authored, but they have been supernaturally preserved for our benefit. So uh, think about that as uh, you're reading through the book. Now, I want to just uh, close out this time with a couple of uh, sections of the Proverbs, Proverbs 7 and Proverbs 29, 
some of the Proverbs, Proverbs, most of the Proverbs, are simply one verse or maybe one or two verses, sort of a couplet. But there are some places in the book of Proverbs that are a little more lengthy as King Solomon uses his, his God-given uh, gifts of observation and analysis to speak to behaviors that are out there. And his, uh, he observes him in, among his kingdom, among people. And he writes uh, through the Holy Spirit about some of those. So I want to just close out the book of Proverbs today with uh, my rendering, my reading uh, straight from the Bible. But uh, I'll try to do a little emphasis here uh, on the, from the book of Proverbs chapter 7. And well, you'll get the gist as I read through it here, but just hang with me for a few moments and uh, let me uh, give my little monologue here. Coming straight from God's word, you'll understand what it's talking about. Here we go. At the window of my house, I looked down through the lattice. I saw among the simple, I noticed among the young men, a youth who had no sense. He was going down the street near her corner, walking along in the direction of her house. At twilight, as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in, then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute with crafty intent. Mm, how about that? Sounds like a movie. Okay, verse 13. She took hold of him and kissed him. And with a brazen face, she said, Today I fulfilled my vows and I have food for my fellowship offerings at home. So I came out to meet you. I have looked for you and behold, I have found you. I have covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh and aloes and, and, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink deeply of love till morning. Mm, I didn't know that was in the Bible. How about that? It is. Let us enjoy ourselves with love. My husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took his purse filled with money, and he will not be home till the full moon. With persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. All at once, he followed her as an ox to the slaughter. Now, that's Proverbs chapter 7. And there's a number, of, it's more of a story than just a little saying, but it sure does uh, give us an idea of what happens, particularly to men so many times as uh, we uh, cave in to our lust. And so, Solomon is, and he would know, uh, Solomon was certainly vulnerable in that area. But the book of Proverbs really uh, paints us a picture of wrongful behavior on all sides across the, the boundary of genders. It's for all of us, but he's talking about how to deal with some of those wrong behaviors. Uh, there's another Proverbs that I'll read before we, we close out this time. It is Proverbs 29, and see if you can calculate what this is talking about. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has strife? Who has complaints? Who has needless bruises? Who has, here we go, bloodshot eyes? Verse 30 says, Those who linger over wine, who go to sample bowls of mixed wine, do not gaze at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a snake and poisons like a viper. Your eyes will see strange sights and your mind will imagine confusing things. You'll be like one sleeping on the high seas, lying on top of the rigging. They hit me, you will say, but I am not hurt. 
They beat me, but I don't feel it. When can I wake up so that I can find another drink? <laughs> so there's Proverbs 29, verses 29 to 35, talking about the dangers of alcohol and what it does to us and how addictive it can be. Certainly Solomon understood that as well as he observed and analyzed human behavior. So the book of Proverbs gives us wise behaviors, ways to direct our steps, our lives, and the lives of those we love. So uh, take some time, uh, scan through, read through the book of Proverbs. It's an amazing book by the wisest and smartest man that ever lived, King Solomon, from God through Solomon to you and me. Hey, thank you for being a part today of this uh, episode. Next week, we'll be looking at another one of the books of wisdom, another book authored by King Solomon, and it is the book of Ecclesiastes, and we'll talk about the purpose of life. Hope you can be with me next week. Thank you for being a part today. Have a blessed day, and I look forward to meeting again. Thank you so much for listening to the 24-Minute Bible Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and look forward to continuing this journey to understanding the Bible, please subscribe to our channel. And if you would be so kind, share it with your friends who might enjoy it. We would also love it if you would leave us a review. It really does help us. Join us next week for another episode as we work our way through the Bible book by book. Have a blessed week.